Welcome to the Gut Doctor Podcast, where Dr. Neil Parikh describes GI disorders and answers common questions related to the GI tract. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We hope you enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday is Dress in Blue Day, which um, every year we, as gastroenterologists and GI providers, try to raise awareness for colon cancer. Um, in the spirit of raising colon cancer awareness, I want to introduce my partner, Dr. John Waisaki, who is an ideologist in our group. Uh, but more importantly, just last month, he was my patient when he underwent his first screening colonoscopy. So John, thank you for being here and sharing this uh, story. Well, happy to help. I mean, we speak on a nearly daily basis, so it's kind of nice to, I think it's my first time actually being on your podcast. So this is awesome. Thank you. The first of hopefully many episodes. I'm going to rope you in already. <laughs> sure. uh, so we won't discuss why you got a colonoscopy or why colon cancer screening is important. Um, we've done that before. I know me and you've talked about it. I've addressed it before on prior episodes. Let, let's change this more to the patient experience today. The day before a colonoscopy, you have to make some dietary changes. So John, what did you or what did you or did you not eat the day before? Sure. And, you know, this is, you know, kind of fun. And I think the the conversations you had had about this, this podcast and specific the doctor being the patient. So it's kind of nice to see what it's like on the other side. We're here sent all these directions about how to eat. And yes, we've, we've scoured over these and talked to our patients about what to, what to do and not do. And here I was, you know, actually being the patient this time. So I tried to adhere to what we recommend just to truly understand what our patients all go through. So I was pretty, I think, rigorous with what um the instructions were and what i ate so i definitely went to this the store in the days prior to the, the colonoscopy prep and made sure i had clear liquids you know which constitutes different types of gatorade avoiding red and purple gatorade so different types of frost and lemon lime and orange um you know lots of water of course i did get some jello my wife made some jello for me uh, which was nice um and then, I mean, I must confess the day, the morning before with a lot of my patients, I don't know about you, but a lot of my patients, I say it's actually okay to have a little bit of a light breakfast that morning, but, you know, avoiding a lot of those other substances, meats and things like that. But if they want to have some eggs and toast, that's all fair game. So I actually uh, had a little bit of a light breakfast that morning. I don't really have any issues with constipation or digestive issues per se. So I, I felt pretty comfortable doing that, but definitely the rest of the day was just straight liquids the rest of the day. Uh, clear liquids, in fact. So I did have a little bit of ginger ale, but a lot of water and some Gatorade throughout the day. And, you know, it's it, it, it was exactly as advertised. You know, towards the end of the day, you get a little bit a little bit of that hunger, but that's around the time when you start doing the prep. So, you know, a little bit of light breakfast that morning, which is, you know, something I'm pretty okay with. I don't know about yourself when you talk to your patients about the prep. If somebody has constipation issues, I generally say, you know, definitely when they wake up, clear liquid from the get-go. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree. I, I love my patients. I tell them it's okay to have a light breakfast the morning of. I, I often say the for those who are constipated or have any bowel changes is different. And I tell them the less you put in, the less has to come out. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you as you mentioned, you get hungry as the day progresses, but then the bowel preparation kind of takes over. When did the bowel preparation or you know the clean out for the colonoscopy start for you? Yeah, so I started right around 5 o'clock. So after I got done with work, so I was able to work a full day uh, the day before, which some people, you know, I get that question all the time from my patients. Do I have to 
you know, miss that, that day before the colonoscopy and take the day off. And you actually don't. You can work the entire full day because uh, you're not prepping during the actual day. You prep when you get home from work, assuming you're working a, a traditional, you know, first shift. So around five o'clock I started and I did Sutab. Um, that was the prep I used, which is uh, a series of 12 pills the day before and then another 12 pills the morning, the day of the procedure. So I had my 12 pills and I had, you know, a bunch of water with me and I kind of spaced them out. I took a couple at a time give myself a little bit of break in between big sips and, you know, I was able to tolerate fairly well. So some people I know I've heard from my patients where they try to do all the pills at once and that may make you feel a little uncomfortable. And the, the recommendation actually per directions on the box and what we recommend to patients is just taking, you know, one or two pills every couple of minutes and don't try to slug them all at the same time. Cause that may, may make you feel pretty uncomfortable. So I pretty much stuck with what's on the label and what's on the box itself. So a couple of pills every few minutes and, big sips of water to get through the, the liquid component of what I need to do. And how many hours after you started the pills, did you start feeling the effect? Yeah. So it was pretty much right on two to two and a half hours after I started the prep. So I started right around five o'clock and around seven, seven thirty ish was my first visit. Um, <laughs> and that lasted for about the, you know, probably about the next two hours or so. I had about five or six trips to, to go to the bathroom. So, kind of as advertised. Um, but really after, after about yeah, two and a two and a half hours, um, and those, those several trips, then I was pretty much done for the rest of the night. So I went to bed by about 10 o'clock, 1030 and got a nice, you know, fairly good full night of sleep, all things considered. Yeah. That was going to be my next question actually, because you know, many of us use the split dose bowel preparation. I, I believe you, you do as well. Um, and so the night can get interesting because depending on the time of your colonoscopy, <laughs> you got to take the second half. So how was your, yeah. and when did you take the second half? Yeah. So it was probably by design and me knowing and understanding the system, uh, knowing when I wanted to get up. So my, my second part started on 5 a.m. Uh, at a 10 o'clock procedure time. So if people are going a little earlier, it could be a very early night or sorry, very early morning when they have to get up. But mine started on five o'clock and, you know, granted, I don't typically have any underlying issues with my digestive tract. So, um, even after the first round of prep, I felt like I was fairly cleared out <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, and then, you know, I was, you know, I could understand how some patients may seem to feel comfortable after they do the first round of the prep and thinking they got everything. But, you know, really the importance as we know from, uh, on the doctor side is that that second half is really, really important, but I could certainly understand how some people may feel after the first round that, that they're good, they're cleared out and they're done. But you know, really, it's a, that second part is, is so important for a bunch of other reasons that we worry about. Uh, good exposure, especially on the right side of the colon. But for me, I went ahead 5 a.m., got up, took my pills, drank my water. Uh, and that one is a little bit faster to begin working, probably an hour and a half after I took those pills. I had, to, you know, several more movements. So I went to the, the bathroom, probably another five or six times total. And, um, you know, when it came time to get in the car and leave and uh, take our daughter to school and then get me up to the endo center, you know, no issues that entire time. Uh, I didn't have to use the bathroom at all. So um, all in all, it was a pretty, pretty straightforward um, experience, I have to say, with the prep. It was, I was expecting it to be a little bit worse than it was. So uh, kind of neat to see on the, the other side of the, the aisle what that, what that experience is like. No, of course. I, I like the term visits. I think that's better than what I typically tell patients about the commodes. Yeah. So <laughs> sure. Visits yeah. from now on as well. Visits, uh, yes. So on, yes. The, on the morning, you got to drop your daughter off at school. Could you eat or drink anything that morning of the colonoscopy? Uh, just the, you know, the water and I had a little bit of Gatorade that morning. Um, but definitely within a couple hours of procedure time, 
absolutely nothing to, to drink and obviously nothing to eat that morning. Imperative to, to follow that. And, you know, instructions say that, nothing to eat that morning. So drink, yes, up to – I think I did three hours, three or three and a half hours before procedure time just in case you were running ahead of schedule. Um, but that's just a insider insider trading knowledge there. But um, yeah, at least three hours out, not to not to drink anything. And once you got to the procedure center, um, what what happens before the colonoscopy starts? Let's walk through our patients there. Yeah, it's you know the on the provider side, and what you hear when our our patients walk in is, is you know definitely I appreciate that same phenomenon. You kind of get in as a little bit of a whirlwind uh, in a great way. It's it's analogous to a NASCAR event. You kind of get in, and before you know, it, you have two or three people on uh, on your left and right side getting blood pressures and getting an IV in and uh, doing everything else they need to, to get you ready to go. So it's a, you know, we have a very efficient operation at our unit and I imagine lots of other ASCs are like that. So it really moves pretty quickly. And on the, the side being the patient this time, it was, you know, I definitely had a little bit of um, a little bit of nerves in a way. Um, mm -hmm. I was expecting I'd have none because I've seen it and done this on the doctor side so many times, but definitely as a patient, had a, a little bit of um, a little bit of nerves, so it was a good nervousness, but uh, I think an appreciation to uh, what it may be like on the side of the patient. So, uh, but it was you know fairly fairly quickly between you know getting undressed and getting an IV and getting blood pressure, answering questions, talking to anesthesia. Um, but before you know it, I mean the team has you ready, uh, ready to go to the back, and you get to meet the doctor, Doctor Parikh in this case, nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um before you know it you're getting wheeled back and it's just it's 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 impressive how quickly it actually goes yeah so once the pit crew did their part you go wheeled into the procedure room um, yeah what was your experience as you received the sleeping medication uh it, it just it moved so quickly you know before you know it you're you're laying in your side and nobody necessarily announces that the medication is going in yet but um before you know it, it's really just, it's fuzzy. And then you're all of a sudden in recovery. It's, it's, it's crazy how instantaneous that phenomenon is of, of going to sleep and then waking up. So, um, I remember, I think the time when we, when the pit crew was wheeling me back to the, uh, to the, uh, procedure room, I remember a time around then. And then all of a sudden I looked over the clock and I was on recovery. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, whatever, 18, 20 minutes had gone by. It was just it was crazy how how fast that was. So very fuzzy, very quickly, and you're out. And before I know it, you know, they're asking me if I want some ginger ale and saltines, which I was excited about. I like saltines. Saltines are delicious, <laughs> yeah. especially ones with salt on it, you know. Uh, yeah, I think you probably at that point, it probably tastes like, you know, a nice steak dinner. Yeah, the most amazing saltines you've ever had in your entire life. So, <laughs> But, yeah, it was very, very fast. Um, crazy how fast the process goes. Often patients, um, as you know, wake up with some bloating and, and belly discomfort. You know, we, we tell our patients this is because the colon has to be insufflated or opened up with air and water during the colonoscopy. Can you describe your level of discomfort when you woke up? Yeah, I had, I mean, I had none. Um, lucky I had a great endoscopist taking care of me. And it was a, a straightforward procedure, hopefully, with a good prep. I mean, I think that's the key is prep plays such a role, um, I imagine and and what you see as the endoscopist. So I was very paranoid about that, as probably a lot of GI physicians are heading into their own procedure. They want to make sure it's a good prep. So I think it, from what I understood, the process was pretty straightforward. It was a straightforward, you know, scope, not too many findings. So 
uh, went quickly. So I didn't have any, I did not have any gas or discomfort, um, you know, afterwards. So I felt completely fine and normal with the exception of being, you know, a little fuzzy and having a little bit better sense of humor, hopefully. <laughs> You're hilarious, John. Um, <laughs> so your wife drove you home. How was the rest of your day? Pretty good. Um, you know, I, the first stop was Bears, and we're not sponsored by Bears at Connecticut GI or anywhere else, but I, I would just, I wanted some Bears and it was close by. So um, after I feasted on some delicious barbecue, um, you know, felt pretty well overall, got home, but I could definitely tell, you know, I was a little, almost like a little bit of a hangover effect. So um, definitely needed to take take my time and watch some TV, watch some movie about, I think we are the world documentary, which is good, but you know, there are definitely some little fuzzy, fuzzy parts to the day. I have to be honest. It was, I thought I'd, you know, wake up and feel great and get all these things done around the house. But I definitely, I think it was uh, more, I think it was a little bit more hit me a little, not harder, but I think it, it affected me a little bit more than I thought I was going to. So, you know, definitely worthwhile to take the rest of the day off, of course, from work and driving and anything else like that. But Definitely on the side, you had a little bit of a hangover like effect. Very, very, very mild, but definitely didn't feel quite like the normal self the rest of the day. And you just mentioned time off from work. So what was your overall time off from work? I just that one day, so you know, day off you know, procedure in the morning and took the rest of the day off and went back to work the following day, felt you know, completely fine and normal. And again, most of the day I felt overall pretty pretty good and had, you know, fairly good energy, but um definitely a little bit more um, laid back during that day, watched some movies and ate some food. So, um, but right back at the next day felt zero issues and no concerns, just that one day off altogether. So yeah, I mean, overall, very good experience and, you know, interesting to see on the other side is the patient. So, um, you know, I think all the things we kind of recommended people definitely held true with what I experienced, but overall it was a, it was a good one. And even, you know, my wife seeing what I went through, um, for the procedure, she's like, wow, that doesn't seem like it's that bad at all. And you know, <laughs> I mean, you hear a lot of horror stories out there, but um, all in all, I think it was a, a very good experience, very easy, not too inconvenient whatsoever. You know, you follow the rules and uh, hopefully have a good outcome, but it was, it was fun to be the patient, you know, to say the least, because a, a new appreciation for what people go through. Yeah, of course. Uh, John, thank you so much for this. Um, I'll see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good, Neil. Appreciate it much.